other songs that sound like wolves would be howling in the background. That's me sniffing because I have a lot of snot. Just how you should know. Hi, I'm Sarah. And as you know, I'm in the midst of a 52-week challenge that requires me to look at my life using five areas of happiness, as defined by Carl Jung, which includes good mental and physical health. Well, friends, after two rounds of antibiotics, a skin biopsy, two upcoming ultrasounds, a strange exercise-induced tennis elbow, a stressful holiday season, a breakup, a weird stalker letter, having to let go of my exercise routine, speaking engagements that took me across the country... My body is tapped out. And as I learned in this episode, shutting down. So what does that look like? Well, it looks like inflammation and being sick nonstop. So after exhausting the traditional route of American medicine, and with a little prodding from one of our producers, I decided it was time to try something new. I have grown up with a very traditional understanding of medicine, of scientifically proven cause and effect. And I actually have an undergraduate minor in biology. But I can't explain what is causing me to be sick for such a long time and for my glands to be swollen. There is no reason why my body won't reset. So this doctor's daughter is diving into alternative medicine by visiting an acupuncturist. I was introduced by one of my producers to Angela Sennett, an acupuncturist and the owner of Magnolia Wellness Clinic. After three visits, I have a recovered voice and am making baby steps back towards my health. I'm feeling nervous. Ali just left the room. And this is the most beautiful place, I'm telling you. It's gorgeous. It's white and gold, which is like my fave. And wood and beautiful. And I'm sniffling and I have no idea what to expect. Um, yeah, so don't be intimidated by the massive number of microphones. <laughs> I know, I was just going to say, do I get to put these on? Is that what this is? You can know because then you can hear yourself talk and it's the worst, especially my gross voice right now. Oh, do you have a cold? I don't know. Sinuses? I've been, I was sick for a month. Ugh. They put me on antibiotics and then I was fine for, what would you say, like two a couple weeks? Yeah, two weeks. And then like three days ago, just back to where I was. Where you're just feeling like a faucet, everything's running out. Today is a faucet. And you were on it for a week? Okay. Ten days. And how long did you let it go before the antibiotics? Like a week before you got Three weeks. Three weeks. And then you got the antibiotics. And then it was gone for a week. And then it came back. So part of the story is that my dad is a doctor. And um, he was like, it's the crud. No antibiotic, nothing. They can't do anything about it. Yeah. So then I just thought, okay, I'll just let it ride its course. Yeah. But I, I literally felt like I had the flu. Like I was tired all the time. I probably did have the flu. And I was tired all the time. But then because it didn't get better in like, you know, a flu lasts, what, like 14 days or whatever at its most. And it didn't get better fast enough. And so I... Uh, I eventually was gave in and went to the doctor. I never see my provider, yeah. no, ever. Um, and so I went and saw this nurse practitioner who just, like, put me on antibiotics. And my dad's, like, probably not going to do anything because antibiotics can only um, take care of uh, bacteria. bacteria. And he was thinking it was a virus. Yeah, yeah. But it worked. Or at Maybe. least for a week. Maybe. You felt better? Yep. Okay. And, and then I think this might be allergies. 
Okay. But that means you're more susceptible to sinus infection. Yeah. It's awful. And I, I've been like achy and tired. Okay. That might be the flu and just your body kind of recovering from that. Yeah. Okay. But I feel like the awful thing for me is I'm a really active person and I feel like I haven't been able to be myself in two months. So are there any other components that are playing into that? Yeah. So I've had a lot of stress. Um, so I launched the church a year and a half ago, <laughs> um, at this podcast, but it is, um, a really personal podcast mm-hmm. where people are like learning about me. So I think the stress level from all of that, um, do you have commentary on your personal life that makes you feel like you're kind of opening yourself up to criticism and judgment? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, there's a lot of vulnerability involved in that. Mm-hmm. So part of the challenge of our, my podcast, so it's 52 weeks to trying to find happiness. So I turned 37 mm-hmm. in September Okay. and, um, I realized my life was not where I wanted it to be. Like not married, don't have kids. All I do is work. I re- wrote a book and that went well, but like mm. I write books, I go on speaking tours, I run a church, but like my personal life didn't exist other than like, I have a lot of great friends and I do a lot of fun things and my Instagram looks like my life is grand. Um, But I kind of was like, this isn't how I want my life to be. So my best friend challenged me to like 52 weeks to happiness to figure it out. So part of that was like I had to learn how to date because I haven't dated in... Like, I've gone out on dates, but not, like... I was in this great relationship for only four months, which was really weird. Like, it was only four months. That's pretty quick, I think. To be as attached as you were? Yeah. Because I don't really do that, but I was super attached. So it's weird. So and that's I'm, gone. And the relationship is now over? Over. By your choice or... No. By your heartache? Okay. Yeah, so there's that. So I think my health didn't enjoy that either. That's why you're sick, because you're detoxing. That's a massive detox right there. I mean, in addition to all of the bugs and everything that you're exposed to, but your emotional capacity is really tapped when you're going through a tremendous amount of heartache. Right. And then I must, I have to speak every weekend at my church, so I'm still preaching while I'm feeling a little bit like... Uh, Under the weather. So you're pulling from your reserve tank, and there wasn't really left. No. Nothing left in the reserve tank to pull from. No. So so, we got to yeah. build you back up. An acupuncturist came to my camp that I was dean of, and she, like, let us feel what it felt like. So that's my experience. Experience with acupuncture. And yeah. she just gave you a couple needles in the top of the head or something. Something. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was really freaked out because I have tattoos, but I'm afraid of needles. I'm an acupuncturist, and I'm afraid of needles. Okay. So you're in good hands. I'm super gentle, and I'm absolutely aware of that because... So it's ironic that I've chose this as a profession, but it's also one of those things that I'm very aware. I make it comfortable for people and I don't think it needs to be painful. So yeah. I explain everything. I do a demonstration on myself. I make sure that you feel really comfortable with the process before I'm coming at you. Yes. I'd love to start you on an AccuGraph report, which is just a digital meridian imaging scan that's going to kind of tell us where your body's blocked, what's going on, where we okay. can kind of open things up. Do you feel like you have any questions for me or anything you want to cover before we get started? No. You ready? Yeah, I'm just, I'm, this is my year of saying yes to the weird. (laughs) I love it. So this is a really powerful time for you and everything's coming at you so quickly. I know. So you're a little overextended and slightly tapped and detoxing and a lot of things all at once. So we just got to support you. We got to build your reserve tank back up. We got to build your gas tank back up and give you enough to be able to sustain this because if you want to operate at this 
speed, then you just need a little bit of ballast to ground you too. Yeah. And I think it's just, I feel like everything's out of control. Like I can't, I don't have time to grocery shop. I used to like, so this is just a digital meridian imaging scan. It's going to kind of show us where energy's flowing in your body, where it's blocked. Acupuncture. I think the best analogy we can give, it's kind of like a garden hose. And if you've got a kink in your garden hose, it's not going to water your flowers for you. So we're really just trying to figure out where the kinks... How kinky I am. How kinky you are. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do a demonstration for you so you know what to expect and what Here it goes, guys. look like. Okay. I'm looking at them now. So there's a couple little guys. These ones are for the ears and for the face. They're really super flexible. And my face. Yeah, and they bend, okay. so they never break, so you never have to worry about them getting stuck. I'm often asked that question, so I like to explain it before, so you feel really comfortable. Say, for instance, I put a couple in your ears to reset your nervous system, uh -huh. and you were laying on the pillow, and you fell asleep, and you nodded off to that ear. It's just going to knock the needles out, or it'll bend People up. fall asleep when you're poking them. They fall asleep about 10 minutes after they've got the needles in, because it'll totally calm you down. It'll reset your nervous system. It's like an on-off switch. Weird. Yeah. Okay. I do those points for the nervous system on almost every single treatment because they're so extremely effective. And everyone that comes in here is stressed. Everyone. It's just our lifestyle these days. Okay, so you've seen the little facial and the ear needles. And then uh -huh. we have needles that are slightly longer, about an inch. These guys are for the body. And you can see they're still as thin, super flexible. Want to touch one? You want to touch it? Eee! And then I hold the handle. I never actually touch the needle itself. Insert it backwards through the guide tube. Locate the acupoint on the body and insert. Just like that. And then you pull it out. Are you nervous? <laughs> A little bit. Are I know it's not really going to hurt. No, not at all. I will do a couple points, really just key solid points for the sore arm, key solid points for the allergies in your immune system, and then a couple key solid points for relaxation and stress relief. So in total, we'll say 10, okay? Okay. Did you feel it? Not really. Not so bad, right? Not so bad. You got one. Wee. That one I felt. That is the biggest multitasker on the body. It will be the point that the Chinese believe. You needle that one or mock it every day. You'll live to be 120. I don't want to live to be 120. Oh, I can feel the one in my arm now quite a bit. Does it feel like a dull ache? A little bit. Okay, good. That's a good chi sensation, so that means we got things circulating. That makes me happy. My best friend, John, who started all these challenges in the first place, always seems to show up when I need him most. And this was the case when I was sick. His work sent him down to Orange County. And so he came along with me to my second acupuncture appointment. And as usual, hilarity followed. We both have a lot to learn about this ancient practice. Feeling. I, I hear you coughing so up a lot. That was so me. Much that was you. That was me. I am so much better. That day I was better. Oh, okay, good. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, no, I good. cleaned out. I mean, I was pretty stuffy after I left here and it cleared out. Good. Wait, so she helped you with that too? Yeah. Even. Okay, so being that this is your second acupuncture treatment, are you okay if I um, do a few more needles into this area and just yep. kind of try to open up this musculature a little bit more? Sure. You can see how it kind of spans out here. Mm hmm. So I'm going to do a few needles along this trail as much as in here. 
So John had a lot of questions about acupuncture that I didn't have an answer for. Shoot! I like, what does it do? Like, what's it doing? There's a few different theories. So acupuncture has been legal in the United States since the 70s. And at that time, they started doing some research on it. So as you can imagine, energy is pretty hard to measure. And Mm -hmm. with physics these days, they're just starting to do a lot of really good work. So they can measure pain scales. They can measure things like that. So we have a pretty good indicator that it blocks the pain receptors to the brain. Mm -hmm. We know that it works to um, reset the nervous system. So it helps kind of change your body's stress pattern. Okay. But I think if I was to really give you my theorem of what I'm doing on a daily mm-hmm. basis with work is that I'm changing, I'm kind of resetting people's frequencies. Okay. It's energy medicine. So I'm working on different planes of the body. Yeah. And as crazy as that might sound, this is affecting change um, at an organ level. It's affecting change at a nerve and nervous system level, from a blood level, and from a musculoskeletal level. Whoa. So it's subtle and it's gentle and it's pretty um, natural. Mm-hmm. It, it asks the body to essentially heal itself. And in doing so, you're connecting the wires that have been disconnected. Fertility is a fantastic mm-hmm. case. You have someone who can't get pregnant on their mm-hmm. own. But they come in and they get acupuncture and their pituitary gland starts communicating with the ovaries again and all of the hormones start regulating and the body starts to heal itself and after three months, the hormone levels are more balanced and you can get pregnant on your own. Wow. Naturally, without needing intervention. So I have two friends who that was the case. Yeah. It's one of the easiest things to measure because I can sit here and say, I'm going to help your pain levels and we know that your pain scale will go down but fertility is one that... They say anybody who's having IVF, and IVF is in vitro fertilization, mm-hmm. which is a twenty to $30,000 procedure. Yeah. If you do acupuncture before and after the in vitro, it will increase your chances of getting pregnant by 50%. Wow. 50%. That's crazy. Especially for a $20,000 investment. Yeah. That's insane. Oh, that one feels so funny. That point, this is... Um, Boosts energy, aids in digestion, boosts white blood cell count by 75% for hours post-acupuncture. Whoa. Yep. So that's a huge point for anybody going through chemotherapy. And their blood levels um, are depleted after chemo. You do that point and they bounce back and can get right back on their chemotherapy regimen. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a pretty amazing medicine. But yeah. It's fascinating. Cause I and why more people don't do it? Well, I think that it's really, it's the fastest growing medicine. Yeah. And it's becoming much more widespread, but there's not a support structure in the United States for this. So if you graduate from acupuncture school, they say that um, over 80% don't actually pursue the career because you have four years worth of student loans and no business classes to teach you how to actually make this successful. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? Um, Going on a decade. And how did you get into it? I was in pharmaceutical sales. I would go see an acupuncturist for my own kind of health maladies and didn't want to go back to school for four more years because of the student loan debt. And I called off a wedding about six weeks before I was supposed to get married, ended up 
deciding that um, acupuncture school was the only thing that I really wanted to pursue because I lived in Los Angeles and didn't really know many people and kind of felt like, why not? I'll give it a try. I have nothing to lose at this point. I'll go for one quarter, see what happens, and, and never look back. So, how do you feel about lifestyle changes? Sure. <laughs> do you feel like there's anything you could give up or shift or even allow for a little bit more you time? Mm. I think your body's screaming, slow down. Yeah. I don't know. What I didn't record was the appointment with my general practitioner, where after a couple of minutes, it became clear that my symptoms were mirroring something she was very concerned about. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. As the daughter of a four-time cancer survivor and as someone who has studied biology, I knew what her questions were trying to decipher. Her fear was no longer that I just had the flu, but that I was in the beginning stages of something more. Unfortunately, thanks to my education, I knew the word she was trying to avoid was leukemia. That day, they rushed to get my blood work done. So, of course, I called John, my life coach and best friend, and uh, we had gallows humor. We even joked about what his eulogy would be for me. I got to select a mix of Zoolander and, of course, the Love Actual eulogy. We awkwardly laugh as I waited for the results. They quickly came back, and I'm excited to tell you that my white blood cell count indicates that I don't have leukemia, but that my body is fighting something. And the question lingers. Am I willing to make lifestyle changes? I want to say yes. I want to believe I can slow down. But my own worth seems so wrapped up in my ability to perform and create. I got out of balance again, John. I tried to tell you. It's hard because other people rely on me and I don't know how to, like... Yeah. But... Other people also understand, too. Like, if you stop and say, hey, I know you rely on me, but I'm out of balance. We got to get me. Because those people that rely on you, guess what? They care about you, too. Mm-hmm. So, and they they like what you do for them. They help you provide. And they want that to continue. So they, they'll be understanding. It's, it's you who is not understanding. Yeah. You need to change that gotta change your way of thinking about it which brings me great segue genius john and into a conversation you had last night with a friend of ours yeah and he was uh trying to tell you that you can't say that you got dumped but i did get dumped yeah a guy broke up with you yes but when you say the word dumped there's power in that Right? When you're like, I got dumped. There's power in that word. Yeah, that's true. That says you were worthless. You dumped trash. Mm. So the underlying thing there is, I'm trash. He dumped me like trash. Yeah, that's what that's saying. Mm. So by using that word, by changing the language, you change how you look at that internally and subconsciously. And you ride the ship again. If it's all about balance, this is all about resetting that. You have to reset the way you think. Because do we not agree that that was probably one of the healthiest relationships you've had? It was so great. Yeah. So. It's weird because I don't feel the same way that I feel after a breakup. Yeah. 
Like, I don't feel... Yeah. As anxious. Like, I'm sad. Yeah, you're sad. You mourn the loss. I miss him. Yeah. It's weird not having him in my life. Yeah. But... I, I agree with our friend. Yeah, that's fair. And I say... You don't say the word dumped. I think you have to you have to look at it, the rephrase the things or reboot the way you talk about it, the way you think about those situations. Because when you say you get dumped, it takes you to a dark place, and mm. you stay in that dark place. And I know you. You can have a tendency to do that. You can dwell in that. Because it's hard to come out of that, hard to see past that. You're like, I, I have no value. But you do have value. And the question lingers, am I willing to make lifestyle changes? I want to say yes. I want to believe I can slow down, but my own worth seems so wrapped up in my ability to perform and create. Sonderlust often makes me hustle for my own worth, so much so that I crashed. And as I return to health, I want to stop hustling. One action that I've taken for my time with Angela is to slow down by putting my gym membership on hold in exchange for some lighter, less intense training. I hate this. I can't wait to get back to throwing some weights around, but that is not what my body is asking for. In the coming weeks, I'm going to dive into what about my personality makes me feel like I have to hustle for my worth. I'm looking forward to discussing something called the Enneagram, which is a way of looking at what motivates people to do the things they do. I hope that all of us will learn to let go of Sonderlust because it quite literally is affecting our health. Sonderlust the podcast is hosted by me, Sarah Heath. This episode was produced by myself, Corey Severi, Allie Fleming, and edited by Allie. Our theme song is written and performed by Daniel Roberts. You can visit us anytime at www.sonderlustthepodcast.com, a website created by Alex Maldonado. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for episode updates and exclusive content. If you like the show, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Most importantly, leave a review. It's a great way to spread the word and help people find the show. So until next time, keep looking for your bliss, and thanks so much for listening. <laughs> the podcast was my idea. Let's set up room number two. Get me going. My hip hurts. I got dysplasia. Do you? Pretty much. <laughs> it hurts like my IT. It's tight all the time because I'm in planes and cars that are too small. It's a gift and a curse. This height. Yeah, your height is ridiculous. Yeah, I said height. That's not right. Height? Yeah. That's... I don't know that it's wrong. Height.